You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. The opinions expressed on this webmasterradio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of webmasterradio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is, believe it or not, it is Thursday, August uh, the 27th. Summer's almost gone. It's uh, it's sad. And, uh, you know, with summer almost gone, you have people snatching last-minute vacations, which is what my, like, uh, co-host did this week, and I, like, sort of found out about a half hour ago. Uh, so this week, Dave Davies is on vacation. We don't we don't get to hear the mellow mellow tones of Dave Davies, but instead we got a special yeah good question, Carrie. I don't know. I haven't had one in years. Um, we have a special guest host today, uh, the beautiful, talented, one of the most creative and original PR reps on the trade show circuit, <laughs> Ms. Shannon Poole from ConferenceCalendar.com. Shannon, thank you so much for sitting in at the last minute. Pua. Yeah, anytime, Jim. Not a problem. You know, I always love to do these shows with you. Well, and I, I, I love working with you. I, I think the first time we mm-hmm. worked together was the uh, the election special in November uh, back in New York. Crazy night that was. Um, and you're about to you're about to, to, to start hosting your own show here on WebmasterRadio.fm, um, SEO Gossip with Scott Polk. That's I can't wait to see that happen. Yeah, um, that's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to that one. We've got to um, certainly 
pinpoint the details, but when it gets going, I think it's going to be really entertaining for everybody. Absolutely. It's going to be huge fun. And, okay, folks who don't know Shannon Poole, shame on you. You haven't been around long enough. You haven't been paying enough attention. Um, if you've been to any conference, if you've been to, to um, SES, PubCon, SMX, you know who Shannon Poole is. And if you don't, you ought to. Um, <laughs> So, Shannon, I guess I haven't talked to you about conferences for a while. Now, you always have fun conference stories to tell. So, you know, before diving into any news items on the, on Webcology, what did you think about SES a couple weeks ago? You know, I thought that was absolutely a fantastic show. Um, a lot of the feedback that I got from the people on the show floor saying it was a little bit smaller, but um, it was a different caliber of people that were there that were actually really, really into finding and learning about new products that were available so I thought that that was actually actually really kind of nice, and um, people are a little bit more aggressive on the sales level, and um, certainly on um, any of the the PR and the after hours events, as we all know, um, that was absolutely amazing. Outside of not having the Google party, you guys did an amazing job with Search Bash. And how much money did um, you guys end up raising total again? Oh, with the 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 I am charity oh, the, party. The, the I am charity. Night. Yeah, sorry. Um, two different events. Search Bash was Webmaster Radio, just for the listener's sake. Search Bash was the Webmaster Radio event on the Monday night. On the Tuesday night, the Search Marketers of New York did it again, another charity party. Um, and I think it was only about four or 5000 raised, which is actually a lot of money for one night, for a one-night event. But over the past uh, two or three years, it's been eight charity parties. And I, I was talking with uh, Todd Malicote. Um, before the one in San Jose, and uh, he said that it's about 150,000 that have been raised in the last two years from the search marketing community at at these charity events, and uh, that makes me really proud. I'm I'm really really pleased about that. Yeah, that's that's absolutely fantastic. I think that's great that everyone gets together and uh, will support these different charities. I think it's amazing. Search Bash was. Um, crazy, crazy. Um, I think we did chat about a little bit about that. Um, with uh, it's just the Alice in Wonderland theme. I didn't recognize half the people there. Um, I ended up leaving early because I flew in late that day, so I didn't get to see the tail end of it, and it's probably a good thing because I know how I can get. And I had an early meeting the next morning. So um, how did that actually end up going for you, Jim, it's towards the end because I left at about 11? Oh, uh, you know, that was just about the time I was letting loose. We, uh, I was, I was working <laughs> the door, giving out the VIPs. You know, doing, 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 doing my job for Webmaster Radio. And uh, around eleven o'clock, I just we sort of gave up on the door. You know, anyone's coming in is coming in, and we're just gonna have fun. And uh, I danced my ass off. Oh my god, the last last hour of Search Bash, I was on the floor. I think for most of it. And uh, there was one point. Where literally the entire club was dancing. Even the wallflowers were sort of like, you know, boogieing in their spot on the wall. And it was, it was, it was truly a beautiful thing to behold. And that's when it happened. That's when it happened for me, Shannon. And I, 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 I don't know if you can relate to this. And I'm, I'm sure our listeners can. I'm sure you can in, in your own way. I had that moment of Uh-oh. accomplishment crack. I think anyone who's like a, an entrepreneur, a webmaster, somebody who's you know like yourself, self-directed, and you know is really into accomplishment, gets that five to ten minute overwhelming feeling of accomplishment that where everything is euphoric and everything feels wonderful, and it's like oh my god, we did this, we pulled this off, 
And that lasts for five to ten minutes, right? When you work really hard and you put everything you have into something and then you get that incredible feeling afterwards. And I call that accomplishment crack because it's totally addictive and it only lasts for a few seconds and it's gone and you want more. Um, one of my favorite feelings. And that happened to me when I when I looked around the room and I saw everybody was dancing and having a good time and like – those kind of events are all about getting the community together and acting like community. And uh, yeah, I, I, the this is this is radio, so the listeners can't see the big smile on my face right now. Just think about it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a great event. And uh, what what event or what conference are you going to go to next, Jim? That we're going to see well, you at. The next conference you'll see Webmaster Radio at is AdTech in Chicago, which is actually next week at Navy Pier. Um, I don't um, think, I, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be going to it. Um, uh, you know, we we have certain budgets we have to live within, eh? Um, but we right. do have we do have a new host from uh, Chicago, Shauna Fennell, going to be doing uh, a show on. Um, being an online merchant, e-commerce, working with some of the large networks, um, she's going to be doing a lot of interviews at at uh, at Tech Chicago. I'm trying to get to SMX East in New York. Uh, that happens. Yeah, like, I'm going to try to get to that one too. Well, SMX East, and I'm, I'm I'm I mean I'm I'm indebted to Danny Sullivan for my entire career. I think we all mm-hmm. are. Um, but I'm also indebted to Danny Sullivan in a weird kind of way because SMX East. Opens on my birthday. Oh, happy October birthday! Yeah, I, I, and, and to be able to celebrate a birthday in New York City with your best friends in the entire world, like oh my god! So, so last year at SMX East, I turned forty, and I was, and I, I was always worried about turning forty because it feels so old, right? But then as I started mm-hmm. getting there, my worry was that I'd have a shitty birthday because I mean, if you're going to turn forty, you want to have a good birthday, not a shitty birthday, right? Was so, that the no? That was November when I was with you up all night. That was yeah. That was, that, that was that was Ad Tech New York though. That was Ad Tech. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I was all confused in between those two. I was already forty then, um, which, <laughs> which is around the time I discovered that you know what, turning forty is pretty damn cool. I'm having a lot more fun now that I'm in my forties than I was any other time in my life. I'm um, just gonna I'm, hang on to my mid thirties for a little bit longer. I'll, I'll I'll hold off on forty for a bit. <laughs> Shannon, darling, you're going to look 23 until you're 60. You know that. <laughs> Maybe with a little help of Botox. Anyone want to sponsor me on that? Anyone? No, just kidding. <laughs> okay, we should. Uh, totally joking. You know, we got a long script in front of us. I, I, we I, do. I, We've got a lot to cover today. Yeah, so we should probably jump into some of this. Um, here's one for. Uh, by the way, we don't have a guest today. This is one of them gumbo shows where we just look at the news, make it up, talk about our interpretations of it, and have a lot of fun. Um, and again, I can't think of a better person to have fun with on radio than Shannon Poole. Um, I was waiting for that. <laughs> Google is getting into the loan recommendation business. Like Google is uh, – well, you, you know the website LendingTree.com? It, uh, much like BizRate where, where LendingTree takes a number of commercial lenders and – works out the very best possible loan cert- loan scenario for for an individual borrower. Yep. Really successful little business model, um, especially these days when, when people are, you know, trying to stretch their incomes as much as possible. 
Um, Google looks like they're going to steal a leaf from the lending tree and get into the loan recommendation business themselves. Um, Garrett Garrett Rogers at Znet.com, who tends to cover Google very thoroughly, put out an article on that. And I'm just putting the link into the Webmaster Radio chat room right now. Um, Put out a short article uh, including links to screenshots of what Google's new loan recommendation engine will look like. And I find this kind of neat, them moving into the lending space. I mean, Google is like that, like, 3,000-pound gorilla that Microsoft used to be. You knew that when they moved in on your business area, your days were probably numbered. And uh, LendingTree.com, you guys better innovate and innovate fast because you got Google coming up your butts. What do you think about that, Shannon? I mean, like, not necessarily Google getting into the recommendation business, but just Google getting into a new business. I mean, if... Think of like conferencecalendar.com. Do you guys are you guys mm-hmm. worried about Google at all? No, we actually use Google Maps. Um, and uh, no, I mean certainly look at you got to look at Google as is is an ally in especially in search. Um, you know, I'm pretty much convinced Google's just going to take over the world. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> it's uh, no, I think it's great. I mean, any any company that's out there that can actually expand and capture you know different different markets. I support it. I think it's amazing. Okay. Well, speaking of Google expansion in and around Google, um, Google is actually opening themselves up to allow something kind of neat. If you're a Google, if you're a publisher using AdWords inventory, you've um, you've been restricted to only displaying inventory from from Google's advertising systems, be that DoubleClick or uh, or AdWords. They're they're pretty restrictive on on. Who, whose ads can uh, be displayed beside beside their own. So one of the uh, – Google is now allowing third-party display advertisers to post ads or to, to, to be published on, on, on pages that have AdWords um, – that are already displaying AdWords ads. This might seem like a big thing to uh, webmasters who aren't involved in AdWords advertising or publishing AdWords ads, um, but it's I think it's a rather huge thing because you know it, it allows publishers freedom to to advertise what they want on their pages. Now, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say total freedom; it's more like a limited freedom because Google has a fairly restrictive list of approved. Third-party uh, third-party ad networks, and I just actually posted another link into the Webmaster Radio chat room, um, straight to the uh, AdWords support group at adwords.google.com. And if you scroll down a little bit, you'll notice a list. And I was going to read off the, the the approved companies, but there's too many of them. But there's about yeah, three, there four dozen. Okay, um, are you looking I'm, at the um, some of the requirements for the third-party double-click ad exchange buyers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Again, if you scroll down that list, um, you can see a, n- a number of the uh, approved third buyers at Google. So, if listeners are are able to go over there, if you're publishing AdWords um, on your on on your websites and you're interested in in some display ads or some third party ads, uh, read that list. Talk to your talk to your ad network and. Uh, you know, maybe you can make some more revenue on the side aside from Google's inventory. Yeah, there's a lot, um, lot that they have added on here. Um, 
just look at the, the requirements for the third-party ad serving on Google AdSense, um, scrolling down to even research, it's quite, quite lengthy, actually. So I would encourage anybody to go to um, Webmaster Radio and get this link off of AdWords Help, and it's, uh, it's, it's quite interesting, actually. Um, that was funny. To, to king of all SEOs, I know I can turn off my cell. That was my cell phone that went off. And, yeah, I was going to say, oh, <laughs> was that for Ask or was that yours? No, that was mine. So you know what I did? I actually I, I answered it and turned speakerphone on and just started talking. And uh, that's my way of letting whoever called know that I'm, I'm actually doing a show right now and they should call back later. And, you know, they, 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 they might ring back in again. And if they do, I'm just going to put it on speakerphone again. Maybe Maybe we'll have a third guest on the show somehow. Um, yeah, that would be kind of fun. Who was it that called? You know, there is a magical thing called text messaging, Jim. I don't know. I know. I, well, you know, <laughs> my problem, I, I'm all thumbs in text messaging. It's awful. I can't stand text messaging. Um, I'm, I, 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 I'm so slow at it. It's terrible. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm old, right? I'm old. So it's the way you can tell you're old when you, just can't, when you just can't do text messaging. I think it was – I don't know who it was who called me. It's a mystery to me because another thing my phone doesn't do is if it's an Amer- – I'm, I'm in Toronto, Canada right now. When I'm, when I'm in Canada, my phone doesn't display U.S. numbers. So when I answer the phone, I, I have no idea who's calling, although I, I always pretend. You know, I, I pretend it's like, hey, how you doing? What's happening? And eventually they'll say something and I'll figure out who it is. But uh, there you go. That, that's my secret revealed. I really don't know who you are when I'm pretending to. I'll remember that next time I call you, Jim G. Thanks. <laughs> the moment I hear your voice, Shannon, boom, I got it. Your voice, I know. Okay, one more thing on what, Google. One what more about, thing. What is, is this the Loch Ness thing that we found here? Uh, yeah, well, we didn't find it. Google found it. Of course. I mean, like, if anyone's going to find the Loch Ness monster, it's going to be Google, right? All right. I don't have a link to that, but I have to see it. Did they actually just did they just find a big blob in the water, or did they actually find Nessie sticking out? Well, okay. A little, bit, a, a little bit of both, actually. As it okay. goes, um, a, uh, some, a some 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 Scottish fellow was perusing through uh, Google Maps, and like anybody... He did a vanity search somewhere near his home, and he happens to live near Loch Ness. And while he was looking across Loch Ness, he comes across this big white blob that appears to have, like, flippers off the side and a long head. And I mean, this could easily be a large motorboat, okay? Um, mm-hmm. But um, I'm going to throw uh, some latitude and longitude numbers into the uh, chat room. And if, um, you know, anybody has Google Earth, type these into Google Earth. Here they, here they come. Uh, type this into Google Earth and see for yourself. I don't know if it's Loch Ness Monster. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it isn't. I understand that the uh, Scottish Tourism Commission puts a bounty on your head if you deny the existence of the Loch Ness Monster, and I don't want that to happen to me. You know how those people get when it's a bounty on your head. Um, So I'm not going to say it's not. I'm not going to say it's not, but I have this. I have this feeling that uh, there's going to be a lot of people looking at Google Earth to see if it is or isn't. That's what I. That's what I think. But I figure, you know, if anyone's going to discover the Loch Ness monster, it's going to be Google. So hats off to them. Google does it again. Well, I want to know if they're going to be able to find big Bigfoot in my backyard up here in Montana. That's what I want to know. I don't want that big old critter breaking in my house. That's not Bigfoot, honey. 
That's one of your stalkers. Oh, ouch! True. Good point. Good point. Okay, I got. I got to ask you, what the hell was going on at the driving range yesterday? What the? What? The, I saw your twit. You, I saw the oh. tweet. What the hell was the twit doing while you were twittering? There was. <laughs> okay, there was a golf coach there, um, and uh, he was doing some video. Um, uh-huh. I don't know. And uh, he had a camera out, and then he decided to. T- my daughter and I, who's five, and uh, I turned around and gave him kind of a dirty look, and he flipped the camera and got off and left. I don't know. It's just it, 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 people are weird. I don't know. I don't. I don't pretend to know. I just think it's really, really uncomfortable, and I just want to go kick people sometimes. But hey, that's my personal opinion. <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah, oh, I heard that. Like, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Even on the radio, you can't avoid it. It's just. It's amazing. Um, you know what, Shannon? While people go look for the Loch Ness monster, we got to take a break here on Webcology. Yeah, take a um, break. Take a quick break. Got to pay some bills here on WebmasterRadio.fm. So, friends, you're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Webmaster Radio and Shannon Poole from ConferenceCalendar.com. Stay tuned. We got some more fun stuff, including an analysis of some of those SEO Moz ranking factors coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Did you know? 99designs is a leading marketplace for graphic design on the internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects need an average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. Does your website need a bailout? Looking for a conversion rate stimulus package? Do you need a website improvement to-do list? On Target, a subscription service from FutureNow and Brian Eisenberg, monitors your website 24-7, analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. I'm Brian Eisenberg. And I approve this message. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Purse Strings, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. This is Jim Hedger, joined by the beautiful and wonderful Shannon Poole from conferencecalendar.com. And uh, Shannon, I think, is just about to jump into the webmasterradio.fm chat room. And 
you know, ever since this thing came, this chat room came back online, it has been so much easier and so much more fun to do shows. It's great to uh, to actually see the uh, <laughs> to see the listeners and 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 you know to 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 read what they have to think of a show that's going on in 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 progress. Um, yeah. Carrie, a lot of people's partners have problems with their use of Friend Finder or Plenty of Fish or whatever. It's, it's weird that way, isn't it? Like, how do you how do you feel when like you start dating somebody and you know you ask if you can borrow their computer and then like you know you start typing something into the URL bar and the auto memory brings up like Plenty of Fish or Lava Life or something and you're sitting there looking at it going, okay, do I mention that uh, we're dating and they? Shouldn't be on plenty of fish, or do I just shut the fuck up about it and mind my own business? You never know what I mean. What's netiquette there, really? I would, I would honestly say, Jim, shut the fuck up and mind your own business. But that's just me. Well, it's not like you were looking <laughs> to find this stuff out, right? Yeah, but I think you're, you're awesome. right. I think you're right. STFU, let people do their own thing, and you know, if it's if it's meaningful, they'll tell you. Well, this, 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 this it feels like we just jumped back into a, a webmaster radio show from. From uh, from from a couple of months ago with Penelope Trunk, but we're not gonna go there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Uh, Carrie Margaret writes in the web in the chat room. I could think of worse sites than Plenty of Fish to show up. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt, <laughs> absolutely no doubt. Um, you know, there's a few newbie new folks, and I, I see some new names in the chat room. So a shout out to all of them. There's a whole bunch of new names in there. Um, yeah, Penelope Trunk is so four months ago. That's 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 that's, that's what she said about a lot of the guys in her life too. Um, but anyway, moving right along. Um, SEO Moz, did you see the ranking factor survey? Yeah. Shannon? Um. Let's see here. We've got. Uh... How accurate poll at their round? Is that the one we're looking at? Well, yeah, the one, there's uh, two things. One is uh, Rand Fishkin and, and the fine folks over at SEO Moz. Every couple of years, they get together a poll of well known SEOs. Uh, and they ask, um, they ask us to rank our, uh, or to, to vote on our sense of ranking factors. It's a pretty good survey, it was, pro- it was pretty comprehensive. Um, there was well there looks like there's about seventy to eighty uh contributors. Uh Vanessa Fox, Marty Weintraub, Matt McGee, Marshall Simmons, Derek Wheeler, uh myself, David Mim, Dan Thies, Todd Malicott. I mean, it goes on and on. Christine Churchill, Chris Winfield, Chris Bogues, Yost Devalk, etc. And uh yeah, they asked for the ranking factors. The top five ranking factors as uh, noted in the SEO Moz Ranking Factors poll, number one, keyword-focused anchor text from external links. Number two, external link popularity. Number three, diversity of link sources. Number four, keyword use anywhere in title tag. And number five, trustworthiness of the domain based on link distance from trusted domains, like TrustRank or uh, what uh, they call Moz Trust, etc., Five or four of the top five top ranking factors, as uh, noted by some of the some of the best known SEOs in the world, involve links. It's still to this day, everything old is the same. It's all about links. 
Yeah, I can't believe that uh, number one keyword focus anchor text from external links is 73% very high importance. So these are quite in actually interesting statistics here. Um, did we look at the uh, top five negative ranking factors? No, but we should. And you know, these ones, I think, you know, I think you'll get almost universal agreement on these ones. Um, maybe number four is a bit shaky, but I'll go through them. Cloaking with with manipulative or malicious intent, big no no. Link acquisition from known link brokers or sellers. Uh, if Google finds you, they will slap you. Links <laughs> from the page to web spam sites. Well. Yeah, that's probably probably going to get in trouble for that too. Although I think the trouble is a little bit slower when it, when it, when it's coming, unless you have like egregious about it. Cloaking by user agent. I think you're going to see debate on this one because uh, you know there's there's several different interpretations of what of what of what cloaking even means. Um, sometimes it can be considered IP delivery. Uh, sometimes it's uh, Extremely clever and perfectly above board stuff that people like Todd Friesen, Oil Man do, um, or, or Greg Bozer. Um, and sometimes, you know, cloaking is just downright serving bunk content uh, to the search engines while serving other content to the, to the, to the uh, searcher. Um, lastly, frequent server downtime and site inaccessibility. Yeah, that's an obvious. If Google can't spy to you, Google can't list you. So those are the top five negatives, and there's a whole bunch in between. So um, I think it's worth checking out the uh, SEO Moz search engine ranking factors for 2009, but I think it's also worth checking out a poll that um, that uh, uh, Barry Schwartz put up at um, SE Roundtable asking his readers how accurate – the uh, ranking factors published by SEO Moz were. And, um, you know, it seems to oscillate between very accurate and somewhat accurate. The uh, results so far, and the poll's still open, but the results so far are 2% of respondents think it's the total truth that that um, SEO Moz and the respondents to their, uh, to their survey got it exactly right. 45% think it's pretty accurate, very accurate. Uh, 37% somewhat accurate, 6% not very accurate, and 5%. That's one of 20 SEOs who replied to uh, Barry's poll say that SEO Moz's poll is completely worthless. Completely worthless. That's funny that it's 5% is completely worthless. Quite interesting. Well, you know, I always wonder about, about polls like this. Not that I think that the pollster is wrong to ask the question, but there's so much negativity on the Internet, and people are just willing to be negative. On the net um, <laughs> reminds me that that the the story about the the model Canadian model who sued uh, Google to get the email address of uh, of a blogger who was using blogger.com as a platform who was who was slagging her under the the, the blog skanks of NYC. Do you remember remember oh, that wow. story? It was just a big one. It was a big story in the last week because a federal court ordered Google to hand over the uh, blogger's name. Really? Uh, well, yeah. Um, Skanks of New York yeah, City. I don't. I don't follow what you guys do up in Canada. You guys are well, this is this is actually a story that was played <laughs> out in the in the Supreme in Manhattan Supreme Court. Just happened to be the the model was born in Canada, where ninety nine point nine percent of the world's beautiful women come from. Um, with 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 
the 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 odd exception from uh, from uh, Montana or Nebraska or whatever the heck state you're in, um, of course. <laughs> well, that was that, that that was a good recovery, don't you think? <laughs> um. Anyway, okay. To, to to make this long, convoluted, like legal story short. And by the way, Brasco, that's not me moving around. I'm I'm holding steady. To make a long, convoluted uh, story short, uh, model sues Google to get the email of a detractor. Google resists. Manhattan Supreme uh, Supreme Court of Manhattan says, "No, hold it. This is this is actually this is this is libelous material. You ha- the model has a right to sue." Google gives the name. Model finds out that it was actually an acquaintance of hers from her New York clubbing days. Um, forgives the acquaintance. Acquaintance doesn't apologize, and the acquaintance, whose name is Rosemary Port, is now suing Google for fifteen million dollars for giving up her name in the first place, even though Google was just following a court order. So that's the story as it stands now. And the interesting part about it is it applies actual criminal sanction, or I'm sorry, uh, 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 legal sanction against bloggers who slag other people. So if you're a blogger out there and you're one of those unimaginative ones who sort of get off on slagging other people because that's really all you can do, other people can come after you. So be careful what you write on the on the internet. You're not anonymous, A, and B, you can be held accountable for it. Um, so but back to this poll. <laughs> I love I love these shows where you just go into tangents and you know, it's it's I I, I love doing shows like this. Um, back to this poll. Five percent said it was completely worthless, and I just think that you know the way it was phrased, completely worthless, makes people want to click on it because it sounds nasty. I don't know. Yeah, you I don't know. Right. I don't think yeah, people, I honestly. Sometimes, sometimes people like to thrive on negativity, but you know. Hey. Not, and I'm not saying that Barry or se or um, se round se roundtable dot com thrives on negativity. They certainly don't. Um, as, as, as no, no, they do not. But I think some people. Yeah, I just think this time Barry uh, completely worthless. Not the right way to phrase it. Just because people are compelled to click that sort of stuff because you know many people are assholes. Um, say la vie. Um, nope, getting skyped. Getting Skype. Chat comments yeah, to my stories. Too. Oh, yeah, you're, maybe you're right. I should pay attention to the chat room. You're right. Um, Google's still slow mode in here. Twitter. Oh, my goodness. Etobico. Teddy Town Choir. Dude. Wow. Okay. Um, Brasco just, just, uh, in the studio, Brasco just IM me saying, pay attention to the chat room, Jim, which is really cool because there's a listener, Teddy Town Choir, who grew up or who, who is either living or grew up in my old suburb, Etobicoke, where I grew up. Dude. Um, instant message me or something. It'd be uh, interesting to find out where, what part I grew up in Markland Woods. It'd be interesting to find out where you grew up. There's a lot of interesting people in tech who uh, grew up in the area of Toronto I grew up in. Uh, Schumann Gossamagander went to went to one of the rival high schools. Uh, uh, his high school team. I played. I played football against his school's high his high school's football team. Um, Schumann Gossamagander is uh, is chief at Google AdWords. Um, I found that really neat. I interviewed him and found out. Oh my goodness! You grew up like within ten miles of me, dude. Prime Minister of Canada grew up within 15 miles of me. 
Yeah, see if you can blame. See if you can break about that, Teddy Town Crier. Um, see, see, nobody, uh, nobody in Canada is really, really fond of our prime minister. We just keep him around because you know it keeps us from having to elect a president. Oh, oh, nice, lovely. <laughs> um, <laughs> indeed. Um, so yeah, Teddy Town Crier, me, Jim. I'm here in Toronto. I'm at uh, at Clinton and Bloor Street in the center center of the. Uh, Center of the universe. City Town Choir, oddly enough, you talked about the governor. You and me do got to talk. Let's move on. Um, Darren wants me to, to message uh, or to get Arnold Schwarzenegger to be a keynote speaker at affiliate convention in, de- in December in Los Angeles. And I think that's a great idea because uh, I think he'd make a great keynote speaker. And, um, and uh he, he, I understand he opposes the affiliate tax, so I would, I'm, I'm all over this. Actually, as soon as the radio show's over, I'm getting in touch with Governor myself. But since Teddy Town Crier has received a thank you note, he's got an in with the Governor, so I'm going to buy him a drink or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy him a drink, and he's going to give me his contact, and I'm going to get my mission completed, and all will be well in the world, let me tell you. Moving along, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Um, there was a great, uh, fun story in the New York Times yesterday. Who's driving Twitter's popularity? Question mark. Not teens. And I, I pulled this one aside because not because I really care who's driving Twitter's popularity. I care about who's worth marketing to right now. And stories like this just sort of hammer home to, in the back of my head. Screw the teens. They're not worth it. Why do we? Why do we? <coughs> Why do we let teenagers set the cultural tone of our society? It blows my mind. Well, I mean, if you look at, you know, historically, um, they have actually driven it. Um, if you, you know, take it back, back down to even something as simple as fashion and uh, the culture and, you know, how they're going to be moving forward. And I think that's obviously kind of changed. Um, you know, you've got your tweenies and you've got your teens. And um, I think right now people are just kind of, you know, looking at more mature cultures and people that are actually a little bit more effective in making decisions, at least on the marketing level, that's that's how I see it. Um, but it all comes down to what the product is that you're marketing and, and, you know, ultimately what your desired outcome is. Well, I think that the quote-unquote teens who've been driving culture are in fact and in reality the baby boomers. Mm-hmm. I mean, are... Techno-electronic culture has really existed since the late 1940s, early 1950s with the advent of television. That's when you were able to get visual messages to the, you know, visual marketing messages to the masses. And, I mean, who do you really want to look at? Like, the old people listening to symphony music or the young people listening to rock and roll? I mean, oh my god. Yeah, there are a lot of mums who dress like teenagers, Jeff. Absolutely. Um, We all want to be young still, but... When we're thinking about our marketing dollars, when we're thinking about getting messages out to people, who do we really want to get messages to? The people who we want to be or the people who have the money to buy our stuff? Yeah, well, and I, you know what? Teens don't have the money because teens don't have the money. They get the money from their parents, except their parents are now yeah. Gen Xers, not baby boomers. Gen Xers, they got, you know, they got shut out of the great bonanza that was called North America's prosperity phase. Uh, or the baby boom era, 
And so, you know, our teenagers aren't nearly as affluent as we were or, you know, teenagers were even 10 years ago when the money was just rolling like 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 a London fog. Um, incidentally, there is no London fog. But then again, that money that was rolling didn't exist either. We just thought it did. Um, I suggest that marketing to teenagers is like, you know, well, it's, it's kind of like masturbation. It's something you really want to have but don't really got and really, you sh- the the real market right now are the Zoomers. This whole the baby boomers kill me, right? Since they're too old to really be called. Yeah, I'll get to it, Shannon. I'll I'll get to how it's like masturbation. Honestly, I will. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. <laughs> I promise. I, I promise. These always loop back. They always do. It's just it's a weird tension. It's a weird mental tangent day. I can't help it. But I'm telling you, these baby boomers, like they they're, they're too old to be called boomers, right? Unless they're sitting down. Um, so now they want to be called zoomers because that makes them feel young again, like they're riding mopeds or something. And uh, that is, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, oh George, come on, I can get away with this. Okay, we will in a second, but I'm going to keep talking okay. about masturbation until we take a break, okay? Um, and this isn't like the kind of wanking masturbation that you do in private. This is like the really useless masturbation that has us spending client money on the wrong freaking market. Like, mm-hmm. it drives me crazy. Uh, letting and, – and, and, and sweet, I know. I know that teens are cool. They really are. And, and um, they're the ones who, who – push things forward. They're the ones who uh, who, who, who um, set new trends and all that sort of stuff. But seriously, letting teen culture run our society is like letting 20-somethings drive aircraft carriers. Oh. Actually, you guys do that down there, don't you? Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, I've been waiting like for two minutes to, to make that joke. I thought of that like two minutes ago. I was trying to figure out how to get that in. Lovely. <laughs> We got to take another break. We have to yeah, take we'll another take break. break. Um, so, from Canada's main home here in the center of the universe, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and uh, from the far reaches of is it Wyoming, Montana, Montana, <laughs> Montana. From the center of the universe here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. From Canada's second home in. Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and from the reaches of Montana, this is Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. We have a couple commercial breaks, and we're coming back with, oh, Engine Ready's SEM Conversion Rate Study. Coming back after these messages. Stick around. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. If yes, yo, pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need to need. You can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. We become a quick state of the art tracking. Where to the start? You can do it a couple ways. 866-XY7-PAYS. It's toll free. Tell me what you waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. 
This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR Web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to PRWebOffer.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online release news and content distribution service. Hey, affiliates, do you find it a challenge monetizing traffic from the U.K., France, or India? You need offers that will appeal to all of your visitors, no matter where they come from. AdsMarket.com has met this challenge and has turned it into a science. AdsMarket.com gets results for publishers and advertisers with a winning formula. The combination of offers, worldwide traffic, and AdsMarket's up-close and personal media management is exactly the boost needed to monetize international audiences. AdsMarket.com. The Science of Performance. Market Edge with Larry Weber. Tuesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. And on demand inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everybody, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. We are entering the home stretch with only 10 minutes left in the program and I am pleased to announce that coming up directly after this show, noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Affiliate Marketing Insider, <coughs> Linda Woods speaks with the newly elected members of the Performance Marketing Alliance Board of Directors. Now, if uh, people don't know who the Performance Marketing Alliance is, you should and you should support them. They're leading the fight in many of the states who are trying to introduce uh, taxation on uh, items that are that are sold over the internet. Now, I understand why the states want to have taxes on, on on stuff that goes over the internet. In many ways, in a social policy, it makes perfect sense. But from an internet business perspective, OMFNG, you guys have no idea what you're contemplating. Taxation over the internet is well, it. <laughs> It, it will literally spoil a a, a golden egg uh, called e-commerce, called affiliate marketing. Um, we've already seen some major networks cut off some states that have introduced affiliate taxes. Performance Marketing Alliance leading the legal fight and the, the lobby at the state level and at the federal level against affiliate taxation. Check out the show coming up directly after Webcology, Affiliate Marketing Insider, and seriously check out the Performance Marketing Alliance. Um, Teddy Town Crier, I'll get back to you in just a second about um, there is no Toronto WebmasterRadio.fm station. Webmaster Radio happens to be everywhere. I happen to be in Toronto. Um, I just know we got a lot of listeners up here, and the idea of a Toronto meetup would be fun because I'll get free drinks, which is really cool. <laughs> Hell, I'll buy the first round, though. Um, moving right along, and I, I didn't promise that first round to all listeners in Toronto. I just sort of said that. <laughs> We'll we'll, we'll 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 see when it comes time to pay the bill. Who's out having a smoke and who's not? Um, anyway, we just uh, 
okay, we got we got nine minutes left, so I can do both of them. We just reintroduced the affiliate convention website. Just rebuilt the whole thing from scratch. Um, we had a uh, we're doing a second affiliate convention and a third and a fourth and a fifth and a sixth. But our second one is coming up December third and fourth. December second, third, and fourth in Los Angeles, California, and we just redid the website. And I got to say, Darren Babin, SE Guru, has led a team of two or three designers. Um, and these guys are these guys are like not in the same city. They're they're working remotely from each other, and they did a gorgeous job on the new affiliate convention website. We have the preliminary agenda posted there, and if anyone finds themselves in the Los Angeles area, December 2nd to 4th, and you're an affiliate marketer, and you are working within a major affiliate network, you're going to get in for free. We give free admission to our conferences from Webmaster Radio and um, and uh, Afuro. And uh, that's that's you know again one of one of our ways of giving back to uh, a community that has been so amazingly good for us. Shannon, will uh, will you grace us with your presence this time? Yeah, um, I think I was actually just thinking that I was like that's a conference that I should really go to because it's not a far jump for me to go to uh, LA from Montana at all. Um, I think we need to make that happen, Jim. What do you think? I think we need to make well, that happen, too. I'm going to be there so I can give him um, a big hug, on a, hug and a kiss. He needs it. Well, well we're, we're, we're trying to free Brasco. We're trying to free Brasco from the studio, but again, and and, and it's just, and I, I got to say this, and I know you're listening, Brasco. I mean, you better be. You're engineering this show. Absolutely. I know you're listening. I am. Yeah, it's your own damn fault. I'm sorry. What are you talking about, my own damn fault? Truth be told, you're too competent. You're too good at what you do. <laughs> I mean, if, if if the crew has to leave Fort Lauderdale, who do you expect us to trust with the shop except the most competent guy in the room? That's you. That's your problem. You're too good at what you do. If you started sucking, maybe you'd be able to come on some of these trips, huh? What are you trying to say about the people that have gone in my place? <laughs> Well, no, no, <laughs> on, no, 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 no. I know. I, I mean, you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put anybody under the bus, even though I could. Too much. Oh my god, A or B. No, I'm not (laughs) saying anything bad about anybody else who came along. I'm just saying you are the studio boss. Like, there's nobody who knows that studio like you do. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And seriously, George, like, if if you weren't so damn good at what you did, then um, you know. Um, they might trust the studio to somebody else, but really, when you look around the room of all the producers and and all the uh, of, of the engineers we have, George, you're the man. I don't know what else to say. I'd, I wish I, I miss you on the road too. It's it's going out with this guy. As you can see going out with Brasco is fun. Oh my! It's oh, hanging out with Brass is the best. Yeah. It's it's you you don't know what's going to happen next. This guy can get in a conversation with anybody anywhere anytime. Amazing. Just and and Brasco has other skills and other other traits that will blow your bloody mind. Um check magnet. Um it's just incredible. Yeah. Okay, we're running out of time. We're running out of time. I want to do, I want to do one more serious thing. 
two more serious things. It's Eric Ng's birthday tomorrow. If anybody is with an arm reach of Eric Ng, give him the patty wax. Don't know how old he is. You'll just have to guess at it. I say just keep on going till he tells you to stop. Um, although don't assault Eric Ng. Nobody assault Eric Ng. That would be wrong to advise people to do. Just give him the patty wax until he tells you to stop. Um, uh, engine ready. Engine Ready down there in San Diego, California, has released another uh, search engine marketing study. It was covered in Search Engine Watch today by Nathaniel Johnston. I think she got a really, really good quick read on it. It's a, a long study. You have to register to get uh, to get a copy of it, but it's totally worth registering. Um, so I just put a link to uh, Nathaniel's story in uh, Search Engine Watch today, and I'm just dropping another link in now. This is, if you want to read the full study, it's a PDF. you got to register and they'll send it to you. But if you're doing search marketing and you want to find out where to focus your best efforts, uh, this is a good place to. Um, and I'm going to really quickly uh, take a look at what at what uh, Nathaniel said in Search Engine Watch today. Uh, she hit some numbers dead on. You'll see very strong conversions off an organic link, but when it comes time to purchase, you'll see that they that the purchaser spends less. Somebody clicks somebody you get a conversion from a paid link. The person who makes the click is apparently willing to spend more. On average, a well converting organic link is worth a dollar thirty five per click. But a well-converting paid link is worth $2.38 per click. That's enormous. That's absurdly enormous. Um, that's more than a dollar per click. So it's like the paid click is worth one-third more than the organic click. When you see stuff like that, it just makes you think hard about where you're focusing your efforts in the, in the search marketing game. Yeah, if you look at the other referral at seven nineteen per click, and the original study was at five dollars a click. Yeah, now the problem is crazy. The problem is unless you download the engine ready survey or the engine ready study, you have no idea what other means. Um, in this mm-hmm. case, other means like phone referrals. Um, believe it or not, uh, uh, display advertising. Believe it or not, when they click, display actually pays off. Um, I've never been a big display fan. I actually that that market is so convoluted. I have a hard time understanding it because I just have a very small, pea-sized brain, right? And um, I know from from speaking to my friends in rate media that when uh, when they get clicks, those clicks convert and they convert for good money. So other referrals, there's a lot of money in that, but we're not quite sure exactly what it is. But you know what converts the best? When somebody types the URL into the address bar or has bookmarked the site, $7.03 per click. That's what that click is worth or that, 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 that visit is worth. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, it is quite incredible. This is actually really, really in, you know, useful and for, as far as information. Um, well, I'm gonna, after we get off this, I'm going to sit here and dig through this a little bit more because I find it quite fascinating. No, you want to get on the phone with Al and say, hey, Al, let's get a bookmark this site link on our website <laughs> right the hell now. 
you know, because that's making my brain spin a little bit. <laughs> that clearly, that's where that's where a lot of money is coming from. If they know you and they take the time to bookmark you, and so so this means you have to have really compelling content and a reason for them to want to come back again and again and again. But if they will bookmark you or type your URL into the into the address bar, your website is going to convert at a much higher rate, like a magnitude of five dollars more per click than an organic or a paid listing will. And on that, and on that tip, that wonderful little takeaway, I think uh, we've pretty much run out of time here on Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Um, is that true, Brasco? Are we out of time? Yeah, I can hear he's playing the music. We're out of time. Shannon, darling, thank you. You're a yeah, lightsaber. Yeah, I'm Jim. Anytime. I'm here to help you out. You guys know that. Um, that's Shannon Poole from ConferenceCalendar.com. I IM'd her 20 minutes before the show asking if she's substitute for Dave Davies, who's taking a vacation. Thanks, Dave. Um, we love you, but thanks, Dave. Uh, okay, so this is your mention from WebmasterRadio.fm and Janet Poole from ConferenceCalendar.com. You've listened to WebCology and WebmasterRadio.fm for the 27th-ish of August. We'll be back next week. Coming up next, Affiliate Marketing Insider. Listen to this show. It is way worth it. Affiliate Marketing Insider is going to be way interesting, and I love you all. Have a great week.